When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It had been more than two and a half years since the last ball was played in Indian Wells. Now, the tennis world has returned to Southern California for a fall edition of TC Live from Tennis Paradise. Coming up on today's show, tournament director Tommy Ha stops by to explain how this event navigated the pandemic and other obstacles to finally play ball in the fall. Plus, now that both have moved on, is this former player-coach duo still friends? You got like five things you want to say to me to try to make this hard for you, though. No, not at all. We can't wait to find out. And we look ahead to day three action with all these stars on the schedule. No need to fuss. It's Friday. TC Live starts right now. Welcome to TC Live from the VNP Paribas Open. We are presented all two weeks by Verbo. It's our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in the Southern California desert. Some big seeds in action today at Indian Wells, where we actually had some rain this morning, but the forecast calls for sunshine throughout the day. A lot to get to on the show, all the big highlights, an interview with the tournament director, Plus, Sloane Stevens and Kamal Murray are reunited, but not how you may think. And how Daniil Medvedev is approaching life as the top seed. It is a bloody brilliant night session as the Brits are taking over. U.S. Open champ Emma Raducanu making her Indian Wells debut after her smashing performance in New York. And Andy Murray is back in the desert. And he is back in the good books at home. We will explain. With that, we welcome you back onto our tennis channel desk. It is TC Live at Indian Wells, presented by Verbo Steve Weissman, former world number six Indian Wells doubles champ Chanda Rubin, from a family of tennis royalty, Prakash Worldwide, or Worldwide Prakash, Prakash, Amitraj. Uh, P, you are an inspiration. Chanda and I both in the gym last night. I love it. You, you, I love got, it. Us, you got us to do it. I, I, I got your social media post. It was very impressive. Chanda works in silence, like true champions <laughs> do. I respect that. I love that. Wait, was I on that post? Uh, no, he didn't. No, no, no. Oh, okay. he did not tag you. If you were in the gym, I thought you'd get her in the picture. No, I know, he, but I didn't, you he know. He knew I wouldn't stand for Yeah, it. yeah, no. <laughs> and I, and it was, it was uh, questionable whether I was going to do it. And I was like, it would be more awkward to send you that photo personally than to just post it and tag you. True, but re- in true Weissman form, <laughs> he did uh, give a little tricep flex in the picture. So, <laughs> respect. You know your angles. Well done. a cut right here, right? He's the shirt. Appreciate he was it. Uh, the top story, <laughs> smelly shoe ring gate. Uh, Andy Murray had a big loss before he even took the court. He lost his wedding ring, which was tied to some smelly shoes. This was just 24 hours ago. But then the story had a happy ending. Andy Murray got the ring back. The power of social media came through. He can play tonight free of this trouble. Here's what Andy had to say about it all. 
little update for everyone. Would you believe it? They still absolutely stink, but the shoes are back. The wedding ring is back, and I'm back in the good books. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. I absolutely am in love with the fact that he is showing absolutely all this emotion on social media. I'm here for it. I couldn't be a bigger fan. <laughs> the shoes still stink. But his game is on point. Let's take a look at our featured matches today. You see Andy there at the bottom, Emirata Kanu, the Brits at night, Iga Sviantek, Simona Halep, a couple of Roland Garros champions, and Jensen Brooksby. What will we see after his spectacular summer taking on Jem Ilkel, the qualifier from Turkey? Well, let's talk more about Emma. Googled her last night. The first headline was from The Telegraph. Quote, Emma Raducanu, six steps to world domination. Chanda, step one is Alexandra Sasnovich. Who will dominate this match? Hmm. Are they playing today? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think this would be a really good test for Emma Raducanu. Sasnovich is a solid player. You know, she's got just enough game to be a problem. And <laughs> She is a problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's had some some good wins this year. Um, she beat Serena Williams at Wimbledon, although Serena fell and retired. Does that count? It does. <laughs> she, she knocked her down. <laughs> so I think, you know, this will be interesting to see how uh, Roddy Connick comes out, especially after, you know, the U.S. Open. I mean, that's a huge change for any player, and a lot of it is, you know, really uh, not about the tennis. It's not about the X's and O's, but it's about the mindset, and, and so that'll be interesting. Da-da-da-da. Uh, listen, I, I think she's going to step up to the plate. I think she's going to step up to the plate, knock it out of the park. She seems so comfortable with this newfound fame and stardom, and she's wearing them like a perfect... Uh, Tiffany's what? bracelet? Uh, she is Tiffany, but a perfect <laughs> Tiffany's glass slipper. Okay, so she, re go. she really is the <laughs> princess of the moment right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Two thumbs up for, uh, for <clears> a dub. She's like Cinderella. Siskel and Ebert. She really is. Mm-hmm. Cinderella, Cinderella. Midnight. Uh, let's get you caught up on yesterday's action. Two-time champ Kim Kleister's back in the desert for the first time in 10 years. Playing Katarina Siniakova. Chanda, this one went back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, Siniakova's not a, an, an easy draw. She's been getting some good wins over the summer and really dominated in the first set. It looked like Kleister's was going to struggle to get into the match, but Kleisters is a champion, and she found a way. It was a tough first game of the set. She was able to get the break, would follow it up with the second break there, showing signs of the movement that got her to the top of the game and multiple Grand Slam titles. She is such a clean ball striker still and was able to take it into the third. But Sinikova, to her credit, settled down, got back on track, started spreading the court again. And in the end, just had a few, few more matches under her belt. Confidence and that miss. Kim said it's not going to be a smooth ride. That's what I'm going to try to improve every time I'm out there. 0-5 in her comeback right now for the Hall of Famer. American Alley Risk looking to double her career win total at Indian Wells, taking on a qualifier, Prakash, and Sissy in law pulled away midway through the first set. Steve, you know this put a smile on my face. She looked good right from the start. Got a break early in that first set and kept the pressure on. She was never really threatened in this match, never really down. 
It was in the evening, so the conditions are a little bit slower. And I, I know Allison really likes to force the play here, but she managed to Game really get through the conditions. Risk. Look good all the way through, and when that backhand is firing, body language is good. She is a tough customer. Closes Liang out Game in straight set. She feels very good about this, going into an absolute battle in the next round. Yeah, she'll be back on Stadium 1. Take she, on the defending champion, Bianca. And she was on Stadium 1, right? Uh, another American with a comprehensive performance last night. Amanda Anasimova taking on the 17-year-old wild card, Katrina Scott. And Anasimova Great just spot. had too much game, too much experience for uh, her younger opponent. And it's not always easy to play those kinds of matches. Um, uh, okay. What, you, what had happened? I thought it was somebody's phone or something. Um, and she just kept it coming, Anna Samova. Beautiful off the ground, especially off that backhand side. What is that noise? It's me. Oh, it's you. That's funny. That's something. My ringer's off. She takes on Camilla Georgie in the next round. Oh, we don't even have Lauren Davis on here. Come on. Yeah. Little LD got a win. Nice win for LD. Ugh. We have Kanya, Sh Sharma, uh, Golyabich, Sevastova. Konyu, okay. All right, I'm not going to say any of this. A bunch of results that I don't care about. American men also with winning vibes last night. Francis Tiafo playing his first match since the U.S. Open against Benoit of France. We lost our signal on one of our monitors. You know we were going to see some smiles from both these guys. You from the crowd with this. A lot of showtime points, everyone attacking the net, something I mentioned. Love Francis getting up to the net as much as he's been doing. Good aggressive tennis, was a little solid all the way through. And Benny showing emotion as he does. You say it's Kanye, not Kanye. You say Kanye, not Kanye. Again, second set, Francis keeping the pressure on. I think it makes his life a lot easier when he's able to press, not just rely on pounding away from the baseline. Nice scoreline here. Closes things out. 6-4-6-4. A player who's been having good results as of late. Uh, big foe! Uh, a little rusty in the beginning. Um, and days leading up, you know, I wasn't feeling great. So happy to get a first round on my belt. Obviously, tonight was up and down. I remember I was, wasn't having the best of days. and But, you know, you take that. Kind of just focus on what you can do, um, holding serve. And, um, yeah, I mean, try to minimize your mistakes and make it super tough for him. We're not even talking foe here. <clears throat> Our Tennis.com Player of the Day was Marco Skirone. Quadzilla Prakash, or no, this is Chanda, had a roaring comeback against Botik Van de Zanschulp. Van de Zanschulp won the first set in the tiebreak, but Girone, he was just getting started. The speed, the court coverage, oh. and that's the right shot right there, right at the net person. No harm, what? no hard feelings. Just kept it moving, Giron, and got the breaks in the second set, kept it going. And in the third, kept that momentum. It was tight down the stretch, though, but it was Giron who was able to get the break when he needed it. He was great on serve. Giron was 78% of his first serve points won. And in the end, a very comprehensive victory.
Yo, yeah, we're looking at you. Eight clap for the former Bruin NCAA champion. Had a great interview with Prakash. Check it out on your social media. Can we get a third American victory? Tommy Ball taking on Feliciano Lopez, who passed Roger Federer in the ATP Masters 1000 appearance record, 139th event. I think one of TP's best first rounds I've seen all year. Clean match, start to finish, except for a little bit of a hiccup in that second set, but first set was very clean, attacked the net quite a bit. His win percentage at the net was very high. I know something his coach, Brad Stein, has been working on him with. Uh, it was same working on the same with in the early part of that second It was set. the same. And then it was, it was the same. The same. Yeah. It was all the same. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mess up. He did. No, no, I, 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 said, I said the phrase wrong. Uh, got it. But uh, got it. We love the lead. Close it out against. Did he agree to be called it. TP? TP. TP? Yeah, we got to go with TP. Got to yeah. go with TP? Go. Okay. I think he digs it. TP, uh, don't TP your house. Well, <laughs> uh, here's some other scores. <clears throat> Maxime Cressy, another Cressing Bruin. Nice. Right? He's a Bruin. Is he yeah. a Bruin? Uh, Mackie, another Bruin. Yeah. Uh, bad day for USC. It was a rough one. He was close. He was there. He was close. We just he was close. Tennis Sangren said he's had a bad year. He kept it real. You were like, well, he's like, no, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was trying to shoot <laughs> your tongue a little bit. Up. He's like, no, Prakash, it, it was, it's been a terrible year. Yeah. It really has. It really has. Okay. What do you say to that? <clears throat> I, I, Moving I mean, on. Yeah, I, I couldn't spin it, and I, I tried to spin everything positive. I couldn't do it. U.S. Well, how do you, man. What do you do now? You're still in the tournament. Bad year, great week. And you That's turn right. it into a good year. That's right. That's Our right. reminder as we go to break, we've got a new game on Tennis.com. It is the Match Point Predictor Game. Answer seven questions for a chance to win a VIP trip to Indian Wells next year. The game launches on Thursday, locks at 2 p.m. Eastern next Wednesday. All right, still ahead. Bottom of the hour, we're joined by the tournament director, Tommy Haas. Plus, Sloan Stevens and Kamal Murray reunited for a Tennis Channel interview. Her advice for Emma Raducanu and why winning at this level is less about tennis. Y'all watching a show about tennis on Tennis Channel. Later, we're going to have tennis topics. Fascinating. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Verbo. Your together awaits. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It had been more than two and a half years since the last ball was played in Indian Wells. Now, the tennis world has returned to Southern California for a fall edition of TC Live from Tennis Paradise. Coming up on today's show, tournament director Tommy Ha stops by to explain how this event navigated the pandemic and other obstacles to finally play ball in the fall. Plus, now that both have moved on, is this former player-coach duo still friends? You got like five things you want to say to me to try to make this hard, you know? No, not at all. I we can't wait to find out. And we look ahead to day three action with all these stars on the schedule. No need to fuss. 
It's Friday. TC Live starts right now. That was not a happy Canadian, let me tell you. Welcome to TC Live from the BNP Paribas Open, presented all two weeks by Verbo. It is our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in the Southern California desert. Some big seeds in action today at Indian Wells, where we actually had some rain this morning, but the forecast calls for good weather. A lot to get to on the show, all the big highlights, an interview with the tournament director, plus Sloan Stevens and Kamal Murray reunited. Not how you may think. And how Daniil Medvedev is approaching life as the top seed. Well, it's a bloody brilliant night session as the Brits are taking over. U.S. Open champion Emma Raducanu making her Indian Wells debut after a smashing performance in New York. And Andy Murray is back in the desert and he's back in the good books at home. We'll explain that. We welcome you inside our studio for TC Live at Indian Wells, presented by Verbo. Steve Weissman back alongside former world number six, Chanda Rubin, Indian Wells doubles champion. And from a family of tennis royalty, Prakash Worldwide, Prakash Amitraj. And Pete, got to tell you, Chanda and I, inspired by your efforts in the gym, we finally got there last night. Respect. And by the way, the little picture you threw up that I reposted, letting everyone know you were in the gym, I respect the angle. Gave a little side <laughs> tricep flex. You know your angles. You looked a giant in the picture. What I want to know is, why did you just give yourself some love? Why did you not put Chanda in the picture as well? She works in silence. I do. I don't like people to know. All Hi. champions do. And remember, respect. remember, I was in there first. That's right. That's right. Steve followed me. <laughs> I don't want to get into whose workout was harder. We can save that. Yeah, don't do that. that. Our top story today, it is smelly shoe ring gate, and we've got an update for you. How about Andy Murray? He suffered a big loss before even stepping on the court. He lost his wedding ring, which was tied to some smelly shoes. But less than 24 hours later, the story has a happy ending. Andy got the ring back. The power of social media came through. He can play tonight free of this trouble. Here's what Murray had to say. A little update for everyone. Would you believe it? They still absolutely stink, but the shoes are back. The wedding ring is back, and I'm back in the good books. Let's go. <laughs> He's a legend. Oh, gotta love that. He got the wedding ring back. Uh, he is part of our featured matches today. Murray Raducanu in the night session. Iga Sviantek against Petra Martic to start us off on Stadium One. Simona Halep in action. And how about the young American Jensen Brooksby? How will he back up his big summer so far? Uh, I googled Emma last night. The first headline was from The Telegraph. It said, quote, Emma Raducanu, her six steps to world domination. She had a step one, Alexandra Sasnovich. Who's going to dominate this match? Is it world domination? World domination. <laughs> I guess when you win the U.S. Open, you, you're on the way. But, you know, I think this will be a good test for Emma Raducanu. Sasnovich is a very solid player. She's had some good wins over the summer. She beat Serena Williams at Wimbledon. It was uh, after Serena retired. But still, she was playing well. That's a, a confidence-boosting win. And it's a match that Raducanu will have to work through. But it's a very doable match. So I, I think she should get through that one. But this is going to be a, the first real test 
rest after the U.S. Open, and a lot of it is in the mind. It's how she's approaching it. It's not about the X's and, the X's and O's on court, and I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we haven't seen, you know, what she can do after that big of a win. We, we've talked about her a lot, and I've always said that, listen, she looks very comfortable out there attending premieres, new endorsement contracts, all this fame and stardom, and she just looks like she's been there a hundred times before. But having said that, I think the best thing for her is to have a bit of a challenge. When you can sink yourself back into the court and not worry about all that other stuff, that's when she's doing what she does best. So the more she can get lost in the tennis, really be in the moment, I think that's where she's going to find her biggest success. Cannot wait to see her tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll have that for Emma Raducanu, followed by Andy Murray. Let's get you caught up on the action from yesterday, where we had two-time champion Kim Kleisters making her comeback back in the desert, first time in 10 years, taking on Katarina Siniakova. Chanda, this one went back and forth. Yeah, Siniakova is a fantastic player. She has, you know, been around 30 in the world, and she's had some good wins again this summer after her partner, Craig Chikova, won the French Open. Uh, she's been a terrific doubles player as well, and she played in all areas of the court, really dominated that first set, moving Kleisters around, and but Kleister is true to her champion pedigree. She fought back. It was a tight game. She broke in the first game of the second set, backed it up with the second break there, and started hitting such clean ball striking that Kleister has always had, and she found another gear. But to Sinyakova's credit, she settled back down. She was getting frustrated in that second set, but she started moving the ball again, spreading the court, and she found her rhythm. And I think the belief as well in the end for City of Kova, that was huge. Kleisters did everything she could to try to turn things around in that third, but it was just too much for her to handle against her younger opponent. Saw Kim in the cafeteria after the match, still in good spirits, said it's not going to be a smooth ride, and that's why I'm going to try to improve every time I'm out there. American Ali Risk looking to double her career win total at Indian Wells, taking on a qualifier precaution. She pulled away midway through that first set. Well, you know this absolutely put a smile on my face, Steve. Allison's come in with some matches under her belt. She made the final in an event in Slovenia. Yeah, Very much needed. It's been a rough last 18 months for her, dealing with a bunch of injuries, but she's fully healthy now. Seems to be trending upward with a lot of momentum behind her. And listen, she got off to a great start here. Stayed out front the whole way. When she's landing her serve, her first serve especially, and climbing on that backhand, she is a very Game tough customer to beat. Freeze. Hit through the colder conditions in the night well yesterday, and now earned herself a blockbuster second round with, who's that, Steve? The defending champion, Bianca right. Andreescu. Looking forward to that one. Another American with a comprehensive performance last night. How about Amanda Anasimova? Chanda playing 17-year-old wild card. Katrina Scott, not much older, Amanda, but she was like, yo, I am the veteran in this one. Yeah, she's got the experience, Anna Samova. She's playing the big stages, and she showed it in that first set, just dominating. The backhand was money, and that's her shot up the line. She has such good ability to hit from corner to corner, and Scott just didn't have any answers uh, in the match yesterday. Anna Samova didn't face any break points on her serve. That helped her to play more freely, and once she got the lead, she never looked back. Yeah, that serve was on fire when 90% of her first serve points. She's going to take on Camilla Georgie in the second round. A lot of hard-hitting shots in that one. Not pictured here. Lauren Davis got a win. She'll take on Danielle Collins next. Caroline Garcia coming through with a bagel in the third. Goljevic going three sets over Vondrasova. Sevastova, a bagel in the third. How about those results right there? And Isla Tamjanovic, no trouble with Usue Arcanada. Usue's brother Jordi is the hitting partner for Francis Tiafo. 
American men with some winning vibes. Big Foe playing his first match since the U.S. Open against Benoit Pair for Kutch. Well, both these guys love exciting the crowd, and that's exactly what they did from the beginning there. Francis giving him a little Amen. hammer time. Can't touch this. Both of them at the net. Volley, volley, volley exchange. And he kept doing that all the way through, actually. Pressed the issue. Something that him and his coach, Wayne Ferrer, have been working on. Attack the net. Make his life a little bit easier. Doesn't need to keep pounding away from the baseline. Got a lot of tools in his toolbox at this stage in his career. So just got to pick and choose at the right times in the match. And seems to be a little bit more mature these days. Not going for too many bad, low percentage shots out there. Nice scoreline, 6-4, 6-4. I still think he can clean up his tennis a little bit, but should be feeling very good about this first round win. Probes are four times, won 46% of his return points. Good stuff from Big Foe, who spoke after. Uh, a little rusty in the beginning. Um, and days leading up, you know, I wasn't feeling great. So happy to get a first round on my belt. Obviously, tonight was up and down. Uh, ben Wall was wasn't having the best of days, and but, you know, you take that. Kind of just focus on what you can do, um, holding serve, and, um, yeah, I mean, try to minimize your mistakes and make it super tough for him. He's got Seb Korda next. Our Tennis.com player of the day was Marco Skirone. Quadzilla Chanda, a roaring comeback against Botic Van de Zenschel. Yeah, and he was down here. Uh, Giron's Van de Zenschel did a good job of stepping up his game in this tie break, got the early lead, took the first set. But Giron, he stayed the course, and he got even quicker, started seeing the ball earlier. That's the right play, right at the opponent. No harm, no file, no hard feelings. No foul, I should say. But in the second set, Giron turned things around and started getting more aggressive, playing more inside the court, got some good plays up at the net, won that second set pretty handily, and took that momentum into the third. But Van Zenschel, he's a Grand Slam quarter finalist, had a big U.S. Open. He wouldn't go away. But Giron here getting the break, able to serve for the match, had a terrific serving day, winning 78% of the points behind his first serve. That was huge. An eight clap for the former Bruin NCAA champion. Had a nice chat with Prakash after the match. Just an affable young man. Can we get a third American victory? Tommy Paul taking on Feliciano Lopez. Well, Coach Brad Stein should feel very good about his player's performance today. Tommy, very solid all the way through. Came to the net quite a bit. Very high net win percentage out there. You can see him coming in behind that forehand again. That's what... He's doing when he's playing his best tennis. Very clean all the way through. Had a chance to serve out that second set. Wasn't able to get it. Felly picked up his game a little bit. Made things a little bit dicey towards the end of the second set. But something I love seeing from Tommy, great body language. Didn't get down on himself. Stayed positive all the way through. Got up to a three-love lead in this breaker and then just held serve. Kept the momentum and was able to close it out in straight sets. Game set and was all smiles after the match. Snapped a three-match losing streak, got the job done. American men in general, six and four. Ten matches, they got six wins yesterday. Chad, I'm curious, because after his win, which was in straight sets, Francis Tiafo went back to the practice court, did some two-and-ones with Wayne Ferreira, his coach, his brother Franklin, hitting partner Jordi Arcanada. What does that say to you, that after that kind of win, he goes right back out to the practice court? That says he wants it. He wants to eat, Steve. And <laughs> for Francis Tiafo, I mean, that's, that's big. And, and it's his mindset. It's, you know, this desire to go get it, to take his opportunities, to take his chances. And sometimes when you have a match where you know there's some few things you could work on, be just a little tighter, it's great to actually get out right after that match where you can really solidify parts of your game. And he's got a tough one coming up against Sepp 
Corda. And so, you know, his eyes clearly on that. And that, I think, is a good sign. And we know Wayne Ferreira. He is a real pro. He knows what it takes uh, to play consistently at the top. And I think that's where he continues to help Francis get better. I think it speaks to his mindset a lot as well. You talk about the hunger there, Chanda. He's 49 in the world right now. And he's, he's getting back to his highest ranking. But... All of a sudden, you're not satisfied with just winning matches at big Masters 1000s like this. Now maybe you're thinking about taking the title, and that requires a different work ethic, a different mindset, and the fact that he is getting out there and practicing after a pretty straightforward win over another top 50 player, great, great things. And that is going to be a blockbuster second-round match. Seb Corda, Francis Tiafo. A lot of folks are going to have their eye on that one as we go to break. A reminder, we've got a new game for you on Tennis.com. It is the Match Point Predictor Game. Answer seven questions for a chance to win a VIP trip to Indian Wells next year. The game launched on Thursday. It locks 2 p.m. Eastern next Wednesday. We've got the tournament director, Tommy Haas, joining us bottom of the hour. Plus, Sloan Stevens and Kamau Murray reunited for a Tennis Channel interview you don't want to miss. You're watching TC Live at Indian Wells. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Verbo. Your together awaits. Steve Chanda Prakash back on TC Live. Tennis.com, more than just a website. It's your home for the entire sport. Get breaking news, real-time match scores, player profiles, and more right now. Steve Tigner speaking to Jensen Brooksby on his breakthrough summer, what he learned from playing Novak Djokovic, and his unique approach to tennis. As for the playing conditions he'll have today, here's Fox Weather with the forecast. I'm meteorologist Britta Merwin, and here's your BNP Paribas open weather forecast. Finally, a little relief from the heat today in Indian Wells, 81 degrees. Some morning showers, then mostly cloudy, and a nice breeze to keep you cool. For more information, go to foxweather.com. Precise, personal, powerful. Fox Weather, coming October 25th. Rain this morning. The sun is coming out. Going to be a gorgeous day. Our daily coverage always starts right here. TC Live, 1 p.m. Eastern, followed by the day session. We also have live coverage on our Sinclair Regional Sports Networks with Leif Shiras and Jan Michael Gamble. The night session starts at 9 p.m. Eastern with encore coverage up until TC Live the next day. Keep whatever device you use on Tennis Channel all day, every day. We are leading up to Iga Sviantek and Petra Martic coming up top of the hour. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I'm Atraj Rubin Weissman back on TC Live. Got a big one coming up for you today. Two Americans, Jesse Pagula, Sloan Stevens, meeting for the very first time. Who's going to make round three at Indian Wells? Recently, the former U.S. Open champion caught up with the coach, that got her there. Welcome to the Tennis.com podcast. We are here with one of my favorite people, always my favorite tennis player, 
Sloan Stevens. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You ain't excited. You you got like five things you want to say to me to try to make this hard for me, don't you? No, not at all. I didn't really want to come, but I'm excited to be here. You said you don't want to come? <laughs> well, I thought this was a video interview. Now it's a podcast. I'm even more nervous. So you won a Grand Slam in 2017. Mm-hmm. And after that, there's been like a different one of the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you won in 2017, that night I was like, oh, sh-. Yeah. And I think you woke up the next morning and was like, oh, sh-. Yeah. What would you say to the new Grand Slam champion for what life is about to be like afterwards? Well, I would say there's so many different pressures, like obviously after you win a Grand Slam, but I think as the years have gone on, every new champion has had some unique thing about them that's made them have even more pressure. And I feel like the last Grand Slam, obviously, champion Emma, she's like a British national hero. She's probably (laughs) going to be like knighted or whatever. Yeah, like literally whatever the knighted version of a woman is, like she's going to be that. I mean, she was on a stamp already. Like I think the pressures of winning a Grand Slam are totally different now. Um, Obviously, women's tennis is a, a global sport, which is huge. And I think a lot of players have won from countries that, you know, blow up their success. And Obviously, being from the U.S., winning the U.S. Open is super cool and important and special, but I'm one of many hundreds of athletes that make a ton of money in the U.S., and it, after a little bit, like after a month, it wasn't that cool anymore, which <laughs> I'm kind of thankful for just because, you know, I was able to kind of get back to my sport and do what I needed to do. Um, when you carry the weight of a whole country, it's very different. I, I haven't had that pressure, um, but I do know that it's very, it's very tough. Okay, so what would you say would be one thing that you learned from coaching me? Hmm. Now I'm interviewing him. So I would say coaching you was the greatest experience of my life. Because oh. obviously, right, third black coach catch a Grand Slam to coach a Grand Slam champion, mm-hmm. that can never be taken away no matter what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's like worth all the agony and all the pain, all mm-hmm. the sleeping videos. <laughs> <laughs> and all, like, the arguments and five minutes of fury. Yes. Um, what I learned from coaching at that level, mm-hmm. it is, like, less about the tennis and more about managing the off-court stuff, mm-hmm. which I think at your level, when you got your whole business, mm-hmm. is difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone try or everyone has a lane, mm-hmm. but ultimately the coach has to be in charge because all those lanes impact the match. And none of us make money if we don't win this match. Definitely. And so I think that if I did it again, it would be with a team that understood that at the end of the day, winning matches has to be the priority. And I think, like, you know, our team always understood that. But I don't think a lot of teams understand that. That's one of the reasons why you see a lot of great players never win mm-hmm. is because there's not a lot, enough control in the right places. I would agree. So that's what I would learn the yeah, see, such a teaching moment. Love it. <laughs> oh, that was that was amazing. You can find more of Kamau in all of our podcasts, tennis.com slash podcast. Uh, what stood out to me first, 
I don't want to. I, I don't want to come. I don't want to be here, and I make a ton of money. Uh, what stood out most to you, Prakash, from that conversation? Well, listen, they both they both absolutely kept it 100. I want to see the rest of that conversation. I know Kamau had a bunch of others that he did while he was having all those events in Chicago. So I want to dig into all that. I want to get into all his interviews. He seems to be getting out some good stuff from everybody. Yeah, and I was impressed. I mean, he had Sloan really listening to what his takeaway was, and I wondered had they ever had that kind of conversation before? Mm. Because usually you don't have that sort of you know, back and forth between a player and a coach, especially after a win. It's more about what the player's feeling, but what did the coach learn? What do, what do they, how do they see things? And I thought that part for me was interesting. He said the coach needs to be in charge. Yeah. Former world number six, who needs to be in charge? Well, I mean, you hire a coach uh, so that you can get their feedback. And, and so essentially you have to want to listen to that coach. You have to believe in them. You have to have, you know, a, a level of trust. And so to a certain degree, the coach is in charge, but the player gives them that that power. And mm. so there's this weird relationship sometimes that uh, it, it can be tough to navigate and, and everybody doesn't get that balance sometimes, every coach and player relationship. Uh, but, you know, they seem to have found it, especially for that period of time. And then to still be, uh, you know, good friends and have that good of a relationship afterwards, I think is fantastic. It's a it's a tricky collaboration because exactly as you said it, you're, you're almost like the chairman of your company and then you hire a CEO that you're going to put and you have full trust in, but you do have to put that full trust for them to make the day-to-day decisions. And if that trust is gone, then you possibly consider switching the CEO. But again, it's very collaborative. And as the company grows, as Kamau talked about, and things change, all of a sudden you're in a different echelon, things get a little bit more complicated. Sloan takes on Jesse Pagula today. I I still say, Chanda, no matter what, any tournament Sloan enters, she has the ability to win it, whether she's ranked 73 like she is right now, or three, which she was at her career high. What do you think? I think so. And certainly when she's had the matches under her belt that she started to get this year, this summer in particular, she's fit. She's in great shape. And in that first round match against Heather Watson, she had to prove it. And down the stretch, she was the player that was able to raise her level after they played almost three hours of tennis. And she actually got better, um, you know, towards the end of that match, was still hitting with such firepower. I think that's a key to her game. And, you know, I think she's starting to believe. And as she gets maybe one more win, one or two more wins here, it'd be uh, even more. But Jessie Pagula, she's going to be a tough next round, and that's going to be another real test for Sloan. Uh, I think it's going to be possibly our match of the day. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Jessie's been playing great tennis. But that belief, I I think that's always deep down within Sloan. If you even remember, before she won the U.S. Open, just months earlier, she was, uh, I think she was on crutches. She she could barely walk. She was dealing with some real injuries. No one really expected her to come out. And all of a sudden, she comes out, takes the U.S. Open title. So she's certainly got the belief deep down inside. She was working with us. She was in Charleston. That's right. Got That's the right. TC bump. That's what happened. You work with us, <laughs> you win majors. Good, so. good news to Dominic team. That's right. Worked with us. Now come back, win a, win a second one. They, absolutely. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have more Kamal Murray <laughs> interviews throughout the week here at Indian Wells. That, that was fascinating. Really enjoyed listening to that one. Uh, we are leading up to the top of the hour. Stadium one here. Petra Martic. Iga Sviantek in action. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Indian Wells, day three of the BNP Paribas Open. 
A full slate of matches. The night session you don't want to miss. The Brits are coming. The Redcoats are coming. We got Emma Raducanu and Andy Murray in the night session. Iga Sviantek, the two seed, starts us out on Stadium One. Simona Halep is here. And how about Jensen Brooksby having the summer of his life? As we welcome you back on our tennis channel desk, Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, we are so happy to have the tournament director of Indian Wells, Tommy Haas, in the building. Good to see you. Good to see you. What's up with Welcome the weather? Welcome back. Thank you. 31 months. What's up with the weather today? Well, just a little cool off today. I mean, I think it's great for the players, you know, just to make sure it's a little bit overcast, just to also think, you know, we thought it's going to be extremely hot in October, but I think the temperatures are going to be pretty perfect, which is, which is awesome. And I think for everyone involved, you know, walking around the grounds, Playing on the courts, um, it's going to be nice. But hopefully the rain will stay away so we can yeah. play. As long as there's no <laughs> it rain will. It will. <laughs> at the top of the hour, we'll, we'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, it, it's been over two and a half years since, since we've been back here. Take us through the process because obviously this is a, a springtime tournament. That's right. T to move it to the fall, what did it take? Yeah, what a roller coaster it has been, right? Just to even think that, about the fact that it has been two and a half years since we've seen this amazing you know, place uh, you know, being full with people. Obviously the players playing. I mean, I remember two and a half years ago when Dominic Team won on the men's side, Bianca Andreescu. It's, uh, well, it's amazing. So, you know, obviously a year and a half ago, going through this craziness, uh, you know, where we had to shut it down when every player was already here. And now to think that, you know, everything that it took to basically have this event. Obviously the commitment from this whole team here in Indian Wells, uh, the commitment from Larry Ellison, the collaboration between the ATP and the WTA, all the players committing to wanting to make this ha event happen in the fall. And here we are, finally. How has it been received by the community? I mean, this is a big change, a bit different, the time of year, and just with everything going on, but how's that aspect been? It's been great. I mean, you know, this, this, this community really thrives with these events, right? I mean, they love the tennis tournament. I think Southern California in general, even here in the desert, they love to come out and support this event. I mean, we love great tennis. I mean, this facility needs to have uh, the best uh, tennis players in the world come every year. Usually it's a March. It's a new thing, you know, fall, fall uh, tennis in fall here. It's, it's a new thing, but I think, again, it's, uh, it's just great to be back. Well, speaking of great tennis players, we've had some tremendous stories, particularly the teens that are coming through. We've got, you know, a couple on the guy's side. We've got these women, these young women uh, in Emma Raducanu and Leila Fernandez, Coco Golf. I mean, how has that been with a tournament, you know, smack dab in the middle of this exciting buzz? Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you guys have been calling them what the, it smells like teen spirit, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, obviously, we've seen Coco Goff, who was so young, coming to the scene. And, you know, she keeps on, you know, just uh, trying to improve her game to go after her goals, which is great to see. Then all of a sudden, you see Emma Raducanu come out of nowhere, right? Playing the qualifying at the U.S. Open, winning it, her fourth tournament on the women's tour in general. I mean, just, just crazy good. Leila Fernandez, I mean, you know, that final was amazing. I think they actually outbeat the, the men's final in, uh, in viewing, which is, you know, very nice to see for a change. And um, very excited to have them. And they're actually playing tonight, right? Emma's playing tonight. So is Leila. Um, and uh, I personally can't wait to see them play live for the first time myself. So it's, it's great. It's very exciting times on the WTA Tour. And same for the men. You know, I think there are some, some young guns that are coming up, some that needed a couple more years to sort of, you know, become you know, young men. Um, let's see what the American side will bring. Obviously, Tiafo looked pretty good last night playing against another young American, uh, Sebastian Corda. So I'm very much looking forward to that match. And even, you know, as tournament director and being here and you look at sort of like all the names that are not here this time around, it's like, you know, you look at the ATP, you know, on the ATP on the men's side, no Rafa, no Roger, no Djokovic, no Del Potro, no team, no defending champion. You kind of go, I can't believe this. This is crazy. But then you look at the draw and you go, wait a minute. I really like this Jensen Brooksby guy. He's playing today. I really want to watch him play live. If he wins, he's playing Sasha Zverev. Let's see what Tsitsipas is doing, right? He's been knocking on the door at the French Open against Novak Djokovic, Medvedev. 
you know, US Open champion. He's got his first slam. He's here. He's sort of like the favorite. So a lot of great matchups, a lot of great tennis, and I uh, can't wait to uh, get to see it. Tommy, it, it feels like it's kind of a seminal moment on the ATP where all your top 10 seats here are 25 years old or younger. I mean, you said it. We're, yeah. we're used to the big three. They're not here now, and the big three no longer own the, the, the stranglehold on this tournament, the major tournaments, that type of stuff. Of these young players, you, you mentioned some of them, but the guys at the top, you got Tsitsipas, you got Medvedev, you got Zverev. Which of those three do you think you're most excited to see and, and could take the mantle from the former big three? Well, I'm excited about all of these guys. And, uh, you know, we've talked about them now for the last, you know, four or five years. I remember Sasha Zverev being here in, uh, I believe it was 2016, actually. And I watched that match live against uh, Rafa Nadal. He had a very easy volley for, on match point to actually beat him there and, uh, and, and missed it and ended up losing that match. But at that point on, you could kind of tell and you knew it's just going to be a matter of time. And, and if you look at already all the things that he's achieved, I mean, it's quite phenomenal. I mean, really, the only thing that's missing is, is, is a Grand Slam yeah. um, title. But, uh, and even here, he really hasn't played that well. So, you know, as, uh, as also being German, you know, personally, I'd like to see him do well here. I'd like to see him get into the second week and maybe get to the quarters and semis and have these big matchups. But again, he's playing Jensen Brooksby in the second round, who I really like. Tsitsipas has got an all-round game. Selfishly, I obviously like his uh, one-handed backhand. And, you know, as, as a former player and looking at the conditions as well, I think they suit him, pretty, suit him pretty well. You know, he likes a little bit more time. He plays with heavy spin, but can be aggressive. He moves well. He can come to the net and finish it off. And I think those are, those are key aspects in order to do well here. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Medvedev uh, deals with the situation and the conditions, right? Because he kind of plays a little bit more flat. He likes maybe a little bit of a faster hard court. So these are all things that, uh, that, that go into the details of who is going to do well. Let's, let's take a look at Riley Opelka, for instance. I mean, you know, with the conditions, high bounce, ball goes through the air really quick here in the desert. If he serves well, he's been playing extremely well, I think, as well. You know, I think, again, it's, it's a lot about, you know, dedication. It's a lot about, you know, you know getting a first-round, second-round match win, you know, getting a little bit of that confidence going, and then anything is possible. Well, we know Roger Federer is working his way back to the tour. He's been playing unbelievably still at 40 years of age, contemporary of yours. You have been up there in, in terms of your game and you know, an all-around game. How much do you still play? Or do you ever think about coming back when you're giving out these wild cards? <laughs> yes, uh, you know, deep down I do, do think about it. Obviously, I still play a little bit on the Champions Tour now or the Seniors Tour, which I find a little bit tough to say sometimes. I mean, I am 43. <laughs> I'm actually one of the oldest usually. You know, I play sometimes against your colleague as well, Andy Roddick and James Blake right in there. I think they're barely just turning 40. Uh, James is actually over 40. But uh, so, yeah, sometimes you think about it. Um, but, you know, it's just there's just no way that my body can sort of withstand, you know, the, the physicality of it all. Right. And let's just say I could maybe get ready for a tournament and maybe play two or three sets. Mm. I wouldn't recover as fast anymore. And I couldn't even play the next day <laughs> if I were to happen to win a match. Right. If I get a good draw, maybe possibly or, or a walkover. So it's um, a lot to think about. But I do love the game of tennis. I do love to go out there and play. I have lots of friends that, uh, that love to play tennis as well. It's my really my only, you know, sort of, uh, you know, thing that I like to do also for my fitness. You know, I'm not really the guy that goes to the gym yet. I know that I get inspired about also your colleague Prakash. You know, he always, you know, <laughs> shows us all the videos on social media. <laughs> Obviously, I follow Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, as well. So you always feel like, God, I should be going in there. I should be doing more. But, you know, I'm busy. I, I like my life. You know, I got two kids, and uh, I'm more of a chauffeur Uber driver when I'm at home. <laughs> and uh, if I can sneak in a little bit of tennis here or there, I'm very happy about that. He's very humble. <laughs> I mean, you're inspiring yourself, Tommy. I, I call those Champion Series matches. He barely loses games yeah, to, to Roddy. 
chaotic he's and blank. I mean, he's that's two, just he because was two mentally, in the world, Steve. Yeah. He's two in the world. He, he's, he's good. That's that's just sort of like it's funny because you know when you play and just hitting balls, you know everything is very easy. You're just enjoying it. You try new things. I mean, I've tried more things over the last four years than I ever did doing my like you know career of tennis because you you know you have coaches that are saying, "Come on, stay focused. Don't do that. That doesn't make any sense." And now I feel like I have like three more different foreigns in my in my, in my back than I used to have before, and sometimes they even feel better. Um, but then you go out there and you sort of you know you have an umpire, you have ball kids, and you go out there and you kind of go, okay, I don't really, I don't like losing. So, you know. This guy's a champion. He literally wins everything. <laughs> Tommy, uh, best of luck this tournament. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Same and uh, we'll, see, we'll see you soon. Great to have you guys here. Tommy Haas, tournament director here at the BNP Paribas Open, still to come on the show. Daniil Medvedev, who we just talked about, he's got that new role. He is the top seed here. He is a major champion, the Hall of Fame. Getting some new donations. We'll tell you about that. And, of course, the DraftKings player pools, Chanda versus Prakash. But they're both perfect so far. We'll see what happens back after this. Steve Chanda and Prakash back on TC Live. Let's take a look at the weather forecast for the city of Indian Wells. It was raining when the three of us drove to the site this morning. It is now partly cloudy. It looks gorgeous. We're going to have a high of 82. Low of 60. Perfect playing conditions today at the BNP Paribas Open. Well, Daniil Medvedev won his first major by preventing a grand slam. The Russian stopped Novak Djokovic from making history and became the third man from his country to raise a major trophy. He's the top seed at a Masters event for the third straight time. Let's go inside the press room. No, I have motivation. Uh, I came here prepared. I was in Los Angeles for a week to try to to bring my tennis um, up uh, because that's what I'm trying to do all the time with my coach. Um, of course, we cannot know before the tournament what the result is going to be. But again, even uh, if I lose second round here, nothing to do with the motivation. It's going to be because the opening was better or I was not playing that good. But uh, again, yeah, I'm going to play a few tournaments uh, this year uh, left for me, but I'm going to try to give my best and try to win them. Daniil Medvedev trained at UCLA for a week, plays a former Bruin NCAA champion, Mackie McDonald, in his first round match or second round match. Uh, what do you expect to see, Chanda, from Daniil Medvedev? We haven't seen him since New York. Do you think there'll be a letdown or is he the man now? No, I think he, he's the man. I think he would certainly feel. She said it. She said it. <laughs> I think he would certainly feel like you know he's right in that space to continue this run that he's on. He's got a terrific game. He understands how to play against different opponents and against Mackie McDonald. That's going to be a pretty straightforward match, and I think that's going to feed into Medvedev's comfort zone. Um, you know, he's so good at understanding where to position himself on the court to give himself time, but he also springs back and he can play a little more aggressive brand of tennis. And I think it's going to be a very tough matchup for uh, Mackie McDonald and, and one that Medvedev is going to be comfortable with. Not dissimilar to Emma. There are two things to consider here. First of all, there's the X's and O's. And look, on a hard court, Daniil Medvedev is about as good as it gets. Not just this U.S. Open, but he went on that tear last year where he just ran through the fall on all those hard court events. So he's very comfortable here. Really feels like there's no one out there who should be beating him. And then, of course, there's the fact that he's won a Grand Slam. And there's the off-court stuff. And I think just personality-wise, he's, he's not someone who just gets drawn into the hoopla. He's a very low-key guy. We all saw his celebration after he won the U.S. Open. <laughs> it was a non-celebration. <laughs> and, and we, we don't it's see a that. FIFA celebration. It, it, exactly. <laughs> and we, do, we don't see that from a lot of players. He won the Nitto Finals, and he gave it a one of these. 
after he won. So I, I think that's going to help him not get taken up with the fact that he is a Grand Slam champion now and let him focus on what he does best, which is exactly what Shanda said. Move 17 feet behind the baseline, move forward into the baseline, and just make people's lives uncomfortable. Listen, even before he was a major champion, check out these numbers. I mean, since 2018, he leads the ATP Tour in hardcore titles, finals, and wins. I mean, that includes Novak Djokovic as we continue to talk about Daniil Medvedev. That is our tennis topic of the day, presented by Verbo. Chanda, hardcourt domination from Daniil Medvedev. What makes him so challenging on this surface? Well, he's got, you know, such good balance on every shot. And <laughs> this was the celebration <laughs> at the U.S. Open. I didn't get it until I kind of Googled what that was. But, you know, he's he's just such a low-tension guy on the court. He understands, you know, how to move, how to position himself. These hard courts, he gets a lot of traction from the court. So, you know, he's not off balance the way he sometimes can be on the clay, although he is, you know, learning how to play better and better on that surface as well but it's just a comfort zone for him and he's been playing so well right in that you know number two spot for a long time he's been the guy that's been right behind that had not quite won uh, a major yet and I think you know he's settled in he's had time to get used to you know being at the top of the game I think that's a big help and you know he just feels like he belongs and I think that's huge for any player once they get to this level there will be added pressure. Look, he's the top seed here at, at the biggest event he's been the top seed at. But, uh, Tanya, you talked about his game. It's very repeatable. You know, he spends a lot of time well behind the baseline, putting a lot of balls in play. He's not the kind of guy who's going to come out and just blow you off the court. And I think that works in his favor. Today, against Mackey, he's going to get to hit a lot of balls out there, get into a good rhythm. And I think he's going to work his way into the tournament. He's one of those players who doesn't need to play his best in every single match. He can, he can find his way through victories with a 6 out of 10 and, and really work his way into a tournament. So it's, it's going to be an uphill battle for anyone who takes him on. Listen, he was the top seed in Cincinnati. He was the top seed in Canada. So he, he's used to this role. Now he's a major champion. But when we listened to him, he said, if I lose second round, well, that just means that somebody was better than me today. No, he's just taking the pressure down uh, a notch. Exactly. And, and I a think that's important, too. Yeah, and that's important because on any given day, you know, if you're a realist, you know that you can lose a tennis match. That being said, you feel like over the course of, you know, most of the matches, you are going to be the better player. You understand your game, especially at the level that Medvedev has played at regularly and consistently. You know, this is not a fluke. And I think for him, he's just got such a deep well of, of belief in himself and his game that that's tough for any opponent on any given day. It's interesting because the last time we played Indian Wells, he was the 14th seed, played Philip Krajinovic in the third round. Now he's the one seed, could still meet Philip Krajinovic in the third round. We shall see. Daniil Medvedev, he is the man, as Chanda says right now, on the ATP Tour, ranked number two in the world. Petra Martic looking for her first top ten win in more than two years, and the two seed is making her Indian Wells debut. What is going on? Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Get in on the action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy, sports betting, and free-to-play pools. All customers can compete for their share of $30,000 in prizes all tournament long. Use code ACE when you sign up today. Buy Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And buy Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Take a look at our featured matches today. Guess what? On Sunday, the 
towards the anniversary of Iga Sviantek winning Roland Garros. Simona Halep, former champ here at Indian Wells in 2015. She's in action. Emma Raducanu riding a 10-match winning streak. Came through qualies to win the U.S. Open. And Andy Murray, he's got his wedding ring back, and he is in action later today. Remember, download any of the DraftKings apps. Enter their free-to-play pools every day of the tournament. All customers can compete for a shot at $30,000 in total prizes by answering questions like who will win the match or who will have the most aces. Use the code ACE when you sign up today. Time now for our DraftKings player pool preview. Steve Chanda Prakash with you on the Tennis Channel desk. And I got to say, both of you all remain perfect overall in picking winners. However, don't leave them hanging. Don't leave them hanging. Uh, Prakash did, did call foe in straight sets when you said three yesterday. So he's got a little edge on you right now. A win is a win. A win is a win. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and we're not going to get into details. He said three first and you made him change. I did so, not. Yeah, you did. You put the pressure on him, Steve. Yeah, I you wanted us to be different. I believe you're misremembering that. You wanted us to be different, <laughs> and you put the pressure on him. All right, today we're not just picking winners. We're, we're changing up the game. We're going over-under, oh, okay? okay. So We've got three matches that we're going to go over-under for. First one up, Jill Teichman, Arena Camellia Begu, Chanda, over or under 20 and a half games? Are you going to give us some tidbits? Yeah, that? so all right. So, if, Well, do you want some tidbits? Yeah. You Our viewers what, believe, would love believe some it or not, tidbits. Steve, I've actually written down my answers already. I know exactly where I am going with this. Yeah, but so, give us give us an uh, all right. third mind. meeting between the two, one apiece. Last time a three setter in Paris last year. So that would produce an oh, am I changing your numbers? I don't like my answer right now. <laughs> <laughs> mine are already said as well, so I'm not gonna change mine no matter what you say. Okay, I'm sticking, I'm sticking. Chad to start us off. I'm going to say over. I think it's going to be a bit of a battle. Okay. Yeah, I've circled over. It didn't matter what you said, Steve. <laughs> but I think it will be a bit of a battle. Both these players so solid from the ground. Uh, Teichman has you know, won a number of matches recently. She's very confident about her game. And I think for Begu, she's going to pose a good challenge. I hate to do this and disagree with Chandler, probably for the first time this week. But last time I was at Masters 1000 covering Cincinnati, watching Jill Teichman. She was so impressive there. And she's back here now at another one in the U.S. So I think she's going to pick up that form, that feeling that she had. And I'm actually going with under. I think Teichman's going to come out with a straight side victory. So it's going to be... Yeah. It's you, be you, you just like animosity. You know, you just like to drive a wedge between us, don't you? So it's going to yes. be four and four or less. Six, four, six, four or less. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to go. By the way, it could also be love six, six, one, six, one. Yeah. Yeah. So it could still go three sets. Uh, a little more <laughs> unlikely, but, but I, I think it will be a couple of straight sets. Uh, the next one, I'm looking forward to this one. Sloan Stevens, Jesse Pagula, same over under 20 and a half. <sighs> this was kind of a tough one. I'm going to go over, though. Over. Okay. I think, I mean, they're both big hitters. Uh, you know, I don't think there will be necessarily be a lot of more drawn out points, but. I think once one player gets on a run, they're going to keep it going. They're going to keep that train going. So I'm going to say uh, I'm gonna say over. I think it'll be a little bit more of a battle. I, I, I completely agree. I, I, listen, Jesse's been having a great year, and Sloan is playing a lot better than her ranking at 73. So I think it's going to be a very tight match. And whether it's two tight sets or, or go to three, it, it's not going to be easy out there. Tandy, you want to you know my nugget for this one? Because they haven't ever played before. So yeah, the, the thing nugget. I came up mm-hmm. for this one, the Buffalo Bills have scored 40 or more points in the last two games. <laughs> So I'm going over. You, okay. They've been scoring okay. a lot. So I'm going to say Pagula 
A lot of games. I see Sloan's the, co- get a I lot see of the correlation. Good way a to pick it. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I had I'm no mad. idea what was going on. So, <laughs> Buffalo Bill, let's go Bill's Mafia. All right, final one. Madison Keys, Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Prakash, I'll start with you on this one. Over under 21 and a half. Interesting how they do this. They must know something that we don't because it was over under 20.5, and this one, it's over <laughs> under 21.5. So, that's a little bit over my head. But, again, I think it's a similar situation. Pavla Chekova has been having a great year. Madison has been struggling a little bit, but she looked fantastic in that last round. Bagel in that first set. So I like it to be closer than is indicated. I think it's going to be over. I mean, they've, you know, both, they have an even head-to-head, I should say. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they've, they've had some, some tough matches. I think this one will be under. I think once, you know, one of these incredible hitters of the ball gets going. I think they're going to kind of run through it a little bit in a simpler fashion, although that could still be two tough sets. Um, but I think it's going to be under. Under. Okay. Yeah. Y- you mentioned under. two, two head to head twice. It's been straights twice. It's yeah. been three sets. It's a so. cra- I mean, it's a toss up. Yeah. Who knows? It's going to be a good one. All right. A reminder, download any of our DraftKings apps for free. Use that code ACE today and tomorrow. We'll find out if Prakash can stay Perfect. I, I, I don't like this. Uh, you know, I like Chanda's side in this, but I stuck with this. So I'm going to stick with it, Steve. <laughs> Time for the social net. Our good friend John Wertheim saying that both U.S. Open champions have donated stuff from their U.S. Open victories to the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Very cool. Daniil Medvedev giving his racket to Newport, Rhode Island, and Emma Raducanu. That Nike outfit is going to be in the museum for all time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's a very cool outfit, and she did some incredible things. Played some incredible tennis throughout in that outfit. Ten matches, all straight sets. Uh, that is definitely a keeper. Reminds me a little bit of the 90s throwback line that Nike used to have. I think it was called Supreme Court that they used to wear there. I love, I like what they're doing. I, I love that they're able to do this. If you haven't been, go to the International Tennis Hall of Fame, Newport, Rhode Island. Check out the museum. I mean, they've got Tracy Austin's outfit, I believe, when she won her first U.S. Open at Super 16. Cool. Yeah. And now, you know, 40 years from now, we'll see Emma Raducanu's when she won it at 18. Here is our coverage on the regional sports networks today, beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern. Dennis Kudla in action, plus Kevin Anderson taking on Jordan Thompson, Leif Shiras, Jan Michael Gamble on the call of these. We'll be back with more predictions after this. Back on TC Live, presented by Verbo, it is... Almost that time for first ball here at Indian Wells. Petra Martich, Iga Sviantek, Chanda Rubin has gone to the booth to join Brett Haber. They will be on the call for this second round match. Now our stat of the day, though. It's a good one. Martina Trevisan beat Marie Boskova yesterday in three hours and 52 minutes. Prakash, seventh longest match of the open era. Listen, in this kind of humidity and heat, it's a little bit cooler today, but uh, three hours, 52 minutes, whoever comes through that, that's going to put some miles on you as you you get through to the event. This is crazy. I I looked up, so what's the longest match of the Open Era? It was back in 1984. Vicky Nelson Dunbar beat Gene Hepner six hours and 33 minutes. And it was a straight set match, by the way. Straight set match? What kind of points were they having over there, Steve? <laughs> they had one point, one rally that lasted 29 minutes. Ball went over the net 642 times. That, that didn't happen yesterday between Trevisan and Boscova. But how about that? A, a half-hour point. L- let me ask something. I've seen some of your Instagram <laughs> videos. You think you could keep the ball in play for that low 29 minutes? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> I did cross courts. I think it was like 54 times the other day. That, that's the max. 642. 64, that's pretty good. 
Backhand side, better than the forehand. Uh, let's break down this first matchup. Petra Martic taking on Iga Sviantek. Okay. Uh, a couple years ago, last time this event was played, Sviantek lost in qualifying. Amazing. Now she's the two seed. What do you expect? Well, life has completely changed for her now, Grand Slam champion. Uh, things are a little bit quicker on the hard courts, but these are slower hard courts. So I think Sviantek will be okay today. Martic does have a bit of firepower. We saw her play well in that first round match. She's going to have to up her first serve percentage. She was sitting at about 49% in that first match, but she did win 79% of them when she did land it. First serve is going to be a key, and she had 32 unforced errors. If she can drop that number a little bit, but still keep the winners a little bit higher, she needs to play a good, aggressive, clean match. She's a former quarterfinalist here. Sviantek making her debut as the players behind the scenes getting ready to take the court on Stadium One. Iga Sviantek, Roland Garros champion in 2020. How about this court service for her? Because the players say it's very gritty, it's playing slow. Obviously, a lot of success on the red clay for Sviantek. Well, the best thing to do against Iga is to try to pressure her with a bit of power. Because when she has time, she's so comfortable, especially off both flanks. There's really nowhere to go. Problem is, for her opponents, as you said, this is a pretty slow court. So I think she's going to have enough time here. What I want to see from Iga is if she's able to get a little aggressive. I think with the players that she's much better than, she can sort of get away with it. But as she moves into the latter rounds, she's going to have to be a little bit more aggressive on the hard courts. Petra Martic had that straight set win against Katie Volinets in the first round. Iga Sviantek was ranked 54 in the world the last time we had this tournament. Now she's number four. Fred Haber, Chanda Rubin will have the call after this. For Prakash and Chanda, I'm Steve Wiseman. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live.